Welcome to the Hong Kong on Screen podcast, brought to you by Hong Kong on Screen, a Los Angeles-based nonprofit organization promoting films and culture of Hong Kong. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our Hong Kong on Screen podcast. And today we have me, okay, the host of HKOS podcast, Catherine, and then I also have another guest speaker uh, here, Lindy. Lindy. Hi, everyone. This is Lindy Leong. I'm really honored to be part of this uh, HCOS film festival that we're launching on April 28th, uh, running to the 30th at the Starlight Whittier Cinemas in Whittier. Um, this is the first festival for this organization, this newly newly formed um, nonprofit centered around um, uh, basically bringing, um, preserving the voice of freedom uh, from Hong Kong um, through the through cinema, and the media arts, and uh, we're delighted to be um, uh, launching this festival, and we hope uh, to have many people from the community and beyond attend. Wow, okay, you, you already have such a great introduction, because I think, um, at first, I just want to like introduce you as your oh. uh, Lindy, yeah, okay, but yeah, that's okay. fine, okay, <laughs> I think you already talked about the whole thing, about uh, the key purpose for this podcast, but you can continue. Yeah, so, well, yeah, go ahead. Sorry about that. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I got right to it. But like, um, kind of like in the spirit of what how HCOS form, we are a collective, yeah. uh, co currently comprised of mainly academics, artists, students, and, and concerned global citizens who care about what's been going on in Hong Kong of the last, mm -hmm. especially the last few years, with um, the protest movement, the student led protest movement. So as part of the diaspora here, we're, we're trying to bring, um, you know, um, preserve voices, platform voices that talk in those varied perspectives to talk about what's been going on there freely, you know, um, outside of any kind of government censorship. So uh, I, my interest in this is because I am also a child um, of the diaspora. Mm -hmm. I'm second generation US born. So um, my Cantonese is fairly good. Okay, not as good as a first generation person, but um, this is my uh, in into this collective. Mm -hmm. and my, but that's enough, involved. right? You can understand all the Hong Kong film in Cantonese, right? You don't need to watch. Uh, you don't need to read. Yeah, the and I don't need subtitles yeah. at all. So, like, just in case. Um, and so I, I shouldn't be so hard on myself. I'm fairly, very semi fluent. Um, but my my involvement it kind of stems from the fact that I've been a film and media educator, uh, and more significantly, a festival programmer. Um. Mm. Specifically for Asian American Pacific Islander Film Fest, community-based festival like this one, and um, among many things, I'm also an audiovisual archivist. So I'm mm -hmm. I have investment in film and media preservation, mm -hmm. and we'll talk about a few films in the in the lineup that have had yeah, recent restoration, yeah. which is of great interest to me personally. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So okay. thank you very much. Okay, that's great. Okay, um, so I I think you just from your background, you already like programming for multiple film festival in United States, right? In the United States. So for this type of film festival, like this one right now, the um, HCOS Film Festival, what do you think about this type? Because I, I believe actually this type of film festival, like really focus on just one single region and like focus on just Hong Kong film. I think this is kind of like the first or maybe the only film festival dedicated to like 100% all the film to Hong Kong film, right? So what do you think about this type? What's the significance for this um, HKOSFF um, like so far from your experience? Um, I Well, you know, given what has been going on with the Hong Kong film industry in, if you think of it in parallel with uh, uh, the politics in Hong Kong right now, uh, it, I think it is important that we have the space that this mm. festival provides. And as you, as you think, as you already uh, alluded to and, and said, um, it is maybe perhaps one of the few, if not the only festival dedicated to Hong Kong cinema and, um, and, and diaspora. Mm -hmm. uh, it solely features Hong, only Hong Kong cinema. And, and, you know, Hong Kong cinema, as many people have who've been following, whether you're a film buff or, you know, somebody who studies Asian cinema has been on the wane. Um, it's mm -hmm. been, you know, we've been some years away from the golden age or the, the, the Hong Kong new wave, which we'll, we'll feature in the festival lineup with our Leslie Anita tribute. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it is it is kind of a spotlight on this region that has, I think, deserves that kind of like um, attention, like, 
yeah, tension and closer study and also kind of like we're not this is not a defunct cinema as I think some scholars or even maybe even journalists or uh, pundits have already said um, there there is um, creative um, uh, you know activity and imagination uh, beyond the commercial space that's going on in Hong Kong right now a lot of it coming from you know emerging student filmmakers people who are uh, younger the younger generation who are looking to make film and also create art around being Hong Kongers around their lived experiences Hong Kongers that is not, you know, in line, potentially not in line with uh, commercial interests and also definitely maybe not in line with like um, what, what, you know, the government voice. Mm. Um, and this, this, this festival is important because we allow, we're, we're, we're giving uh, those artists and creators that platform um, mm. to do that freely w without, you know, uh, the fear, you know, of, of censorship, so forth. Um, and I think why you should patronize this festival is like you're supporting in a way mm -hmm. through 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 uh, these this cultural programming through cinema through um, uh, just just the media arts in this sense um, what you're supporting this independent voice of the Hong Konger today. Yes. Yes, so. Actually. Yes, that's good. And then I think even including the organization HKOS is also independent, independent organization, and is a hundred percent volunteer base right now, right? Um, right. so this is also like if you go to like support or buy a ticket to see the film from this organization, actually you are also supporting this platform. Um, and then we hope um this film festival is not only just for one year, right? We we hope that we can like carry on this um attitude and spirit continuously next year and then the following years in the future too yeah absolutely this is a super grassroots efforts as Catherine has, exactly. has already uh, noted um we everyone of everyone here has a day job okay and we, yes. we we're doing this on our spare time but we are very committed uh, a community of folks and um a lot of us you know work in cultural work we work in academia we work in nonprofit work so we're kind of already, you know, like I think we we are the converted, and obviously we want people who care about social justice and like, um, you know, freedom, freedom of speech, speech and, and the rule of law, preserving yes. the rule of law. People who, you know, whether you 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 have any understanding of what's been going on in Hong Kong or or, or just these values, we we want yes. people who share those values to come out and support these films. And to understand why, you know, these filmmakers are, you know, crafting these particular stories at this time, at this mm -hmm. juncture, you know, and why, you know, in certain films have been have gotten pushback, you know, yeah. about, you know, in terms of where they can screen. So mm -hmm. hopefully we want to be one of those platforms um, to support mm -hmm. uh, the exhibit theatrical exhibitions of these films that have mm -hmm. um, in some cases been banned at home in the homeland or have been have, have kind of dealt with like distribution issues because of like um political you know political sensitivity around the stories of the films so forth okay, okay. Yeah. so how about let's talk about the program right the film festival mm -hmm. it started from april 28th 29 and 30th mm -hmm. so it's three days program from friday saturday and sunday um so how about let's talk about the first day program day one's program friday april 28th um uh, we have two films in yes there. okay so do, do you think have like any kind of like highlight or recommendation why do we need to come to see these two films Rouge and then uh, Nomad well okay as uh, some people have been following us okay we we announced early on that we were doing a 20th anniversary tribute to uh Hong Kong icon uh, Leslie Chong and Anita Mui Mm -hmm. uh, who, who anyone even with a cursory knowledge of Hong Kong cinema will know who these two folks are. They, you know, it's the 20th anniversary of their, their both of their premature passing, um, him by suicide, unfortunately, her by cancer. And they were, they were like, you know, they were really stars of the, of what we thought of as a Hong Kong new wave. And they really put Hong Kong cinema on the map globally. Um, mm -hmm. The films they starred in, in the, especially in the 80s and 90s. Um, has this in you know indelible legacy to today? I think for just Hong Kong cinema, but just Hong Kong popular culture, and now I, I would even add global popular culture. Um, they're, they're you know they have been very influential uh, on other Asia, East Asian Asian cinema and international art house cinema, and you know like music. Both of them were were, were tremendously popular canto pop singers. For those of us who know what that is, um, and 
yeah, they, they, so we wanted to, to, to carve out that space to celebrate them in the, in the 20th year, okay? Mm -hmm. So we're kicking off the first night by doing this double feature. Um, it kind of organically formed in that, in that way. The first one is Rouge, which is the, it's by director Stanley Kwan. And some of you guys may know him as he, he's a very prominent director of the, the Hong Kong uh, New Wave, Second Wave. Um, and he, Rouge is a, it's, it's a period drama supernatural period drama starring both of them you know yeah. and they played um these doom lovers um that you know like have this kind of uh supernatural i would say reunion some years later in the um uh, in a more contemporary hong kong um and you know it, it it's a film that i think I, I think i described it as a fever dream about what hong kong was and is um mm -hmm. it's it, it's uh, it it does allude to you know to um, you know the history of Hong Kong, the ghosts, if you will, of of Hong Kong's past, and um, uh, yeah, through that love story, you know, mm -hmm. which has a supernatural component. Uh, it's very it's a very poignant film that recently has gotten a four K restoration, mm -hmm. has been streaming on Criterion co Collection for those cinephiles in the audience here. Um, but it really has been kind of like underrated and very underseen, I think, outside of like um, people who study East Asian cinema, uh, festival people, academia. Um, and now I think even in including to the, you know, even to the Hong Kong, like just common audience, they don't really have a chance to see it on big screen either. Yes. Although that probably maybe they can watch it on like TV because the TV station, they actually keep repeating like to show this uh, film because this is one of the classic. Like, everyone loves to watch it. And then the music are good. And then of course, okay, just like you mentioned, Anita Mui and Leslie Zhang, everyone knows about them. So they will watch, they watch this movie mm -hmm. in the TV quite often, I think, mm -hmm. maybe regularly, a year or two, and then the TV will like repeat to, to broadcast it again. But still, mm -hmm. I think that's rarely a chance that we can like watch it on the big screen. So, um, so even though right now you just mentioned right Criterion Channel right now they are screaming it on their Criterion Channel, but still, mm -hmm. um, if you are around the area in LA, please come and buy a ticket and then to to watch this film on the big screen with all of us. Yeah. Yes, I mean I think it's extremely important. Yeah. Yes. And then the second one is Nomad, right? Okay, this one, you must buy the ticket to come to see the film because that I, I don't think there's any kind of like platform or even, you know, the director right now is still very restricted to show any clips. So they don't have any trailer, official trailer. They only have uh, pictures, some still pictures. Uh, so they, they didn't have, you know, any kind of like moving images uh, right now exposed. So um, Nomad, uh, another kind of like symbolic, uh, film to represent the Hong Kong new wave, right, Lindy? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so we were very delighted to have this late, late addition to the festival slate, Nomad, which yeah. is an early Leslie film from mm -hmm. 1982. It's directed by Patrick Tam, who some people know uh, who, as a, a mentor to Wong Kar Wai. Um, yeah. And, you know, he's still, you know, he's an elder statesman of the Hong Kong new wave. And this film is an early uh, a film not only with Leslie but also kind of of the new wave and it has been very underseen unavailable really mm -hmm. to be seen for many many years okay yes. so we were happy to be able to host this 4k restoration that's coming directly from the Udine Far East Film Festival in Italy mm -hmm. um, the word like this I think the second festival we're going to get this um, very yeah. happy to have this it kind of worked really well with our, um, our Leslie Anita tribute mm -hmm. so as Catherine already mentioned it's it's a real. It's it's really Leslie in his early days and the actor and his screen presence is very I think um, uh, apparent when you watch this film, um, and it, it it kind of shows his promise as as a, as as, the, as a leading light of the Hong Kong new wave, um, and like he's in a role that's very much in alignment I think with his uh, cinematic image um, yes. as, as playing a young decadent man who's kind of searching um i guess searching for both uh, as i put it i think somewhere already online uh mm -hmm. carnal and spiritual fulfillment and this is cast yeah. in the 80s kind of backdrop of like hong kong being especially the youth generation being very absorbed and obsessed with japanese culture mm -hmm. and his, his character and his friends is about a young group of friends mm -hmm. um uh, being obsessed with hong um uh, japanese culture as, as, as kind of in alignment with what uh, a lot of East Asian kids and even 
um, overseas folks are obsessed with South Korean culture right now yes. with, um, yes. especially with the, with the boy bands and girl mm -hmm. groups and so forth. And that, that cultural space. Um, so it looks at, yeah, youth, you know, kind of like, um, uh, I guess like desire and youth kind of like, um, uh, like search for identity. Okay. Yes. And so this, it's, it's just really, I would say, come see this because it is, it shows Leslie's kind of promise as an actor. You see it very much in this film. Mm -hmm. um and um and yeah it's it's a snapshot of like hong kong youth culture as well in the 80s that yes. was captured in this film you know even is in 1980s but i think it's already represent a very progressive and and then very very liberal type culture in hong kong that it does really make hong kong like very special among all other asian society i think at that mm -hmm. time because it's really show that how liberal of hong kong and then how progressive hong kong and then and then it also made why why could hong kong become a, a center of this like uh pop culture center maker because at that time it's really the environment right it, it, it made hong kong um can open that kind of like dialogue um in the society okay how about let's move to day two Mm -hmm. uh, we have four movies, right, in day two. The first one is The Heroic Trial, and then Days of Being Wild, and then The Narrow Role, and then Final is made in Hong Kong. So um, what do you think about this lineup in day two? Because I think it's quite a mix, right? But we still have like Leslie Jerome and then Andy Tamboy, and then, but we also got some new uh, film. And then, uh, of course, okay, we are artistic art house favorite uh, made in Hong Kong. So can you like, yeah. Give us some hint of all well, the yeah. movie. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so the, on day two on Saturday, um, April 29th, we're going to be hosting two earlier screenings. That's part of the tribute section for Anita and Leslie. So we're, we're starting out with the Heroic Trio, which I believe has kind of like its star has risen, like has become, a, it's, it's a cult film, I feel like, mm -hmm. um, that's becoming more well-known and as by an early work by um, uh, action artur Johnny Toe, Mm -hmm. uh, who's still very much active today for those who follow Hong Kong cinema. And this is an early work with him, which just, you know, foregrounds like three female leads that we, mm -hmm. we've all come to know and love. Mm -hmm. um, so Anita Moy, who plays Wonder Woman, one of, who has a secret identity um, as a mild manner um, wife of a police inspector. And then by, by night, she's a street, she's a, a vigilante for social justice. Mm -hmm. um and um <laughs> known as wonder woman and then um she's joined by maggie chong who most of you i think if you, you if you follow hong kong cinema you know who she is she plays um the thief catcher so another like this really a, a woman who's just like i think sword wielding motorcycle riding like tough girl mm -hmm. um and Finally, but not least, of course, newly minted Oscar winner Michelle yes, Yeoh Michelle as the Invisible Woman. Um, mm -hmm. So she kind of like is this very enigmatic character who joins uh, um, the other two ladies, and, and they make up the heroic trio. So this is it's it's really it's really it's it's a lot of like action, um, uh, Hong Kong action in, in a classical sense, but also a lot of like comic book comic book kind of like. Um, uh, backdrop to it so mm -hmm. it's, it's like kind of it's a fun film it's pulpy um and it's it, it shows the promise of not only Anita Mui as a as a as a screen presence that for sure but you know um but you know elevating this is definitely like a female centered center film yeah. that really you know push you know forth not only Anita Mui, but like her two co-stars, um, mm -hmm. but all three women were all like on the rise and their stars were on the rise. And this, this showcased them as a, you know, uh, this, this film was a great showcase for their talents, for their different talents. Different and talent. Yeah. So I, you know, that's a fun film to watch. I think in the morning, please bring your family. It's pretty fr family friendly, especially by today's standards. Yes. Um, Okay, the and next then, one, Days of Being Wild. Yes, and of course we 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 finish our tribute to to Leslie Anita with Days of Being Wild, which I feel like for those of you guys who are Wong Kar Wai fans and have not seen this film, it's like time for that. It's yes. one of his, you know, it's his sophomore film um, by the director, 
And I feel like it's a film that often doesn't get seen as against, um, as opposed to like Chungking Express and The Mood for Love, which are shown all the time, I think in repertory. Days of Being Well, you know, um, its reputation has, I think, has ascended throughout the years. Um, it was made around 1990 and it has like Leslie and Maggie Chung, who was in Heroic Trio, uh, uh, Andy Lau, you know, I mean, and then like Jackie Chung and then like Karina Lau, every, everybody, like these are all heavy hitters of the Hong Kong new wave, these uh, these stars. And they all kind of were, were uh, they make up this ensemble cast of Days of Being Wild with Leslie as the lead, yes. because it is really about his story as again, playing mm -hmm. this into this image that he's so, has been synonymous with, but who, you know, he does transcend this image, but he plays so well um, as this like wayworth young man who's in search of his birth mother and it's just kind of like you know like um drifting through life um becoming this bit of a, a womanizer a cad and and just mm -hmm. kind of like uh, uh, you know without a person without direction who's just kind of like um uh living life on the edge um in like without yeah responsibility and so for a wayworth youth um and you can't help to love to fall in love with his character like you just want to help him uh, even though he's kind of always like making mistakes and like uh, obviously um, is kind of headed to a fate that's kind of like undesirable. Let's just say that. Um, yeah. But it's just the beauty of the film, how Wong Kar Wai shot the, the film, showing just these these group of people in Hong Kong who are from very disparate um, walks of life um, and their desires, their, their desire for something better, something beyond the day to day. Uh, that's not quite pinpoint it could be love it could be like family it could be um just being just transcending something be tra transcending their self whatever their self is so i think days of being wild is about yeah that ultimately with leslie anchoring the piece so i really encourage people who love hong kong cinema and haven't seen this or even have seen it to watch it on the big screen because it's beautiful cinematography um by uh his uh, his regular go-to uh Exactly. <laughs> okay, so you know, you know, in our LA like screening venue, Starlight, that is kind of like mark the end of the tribal to Leslie Jones. But actually, in mm -hmm. um in San Diego, we have another film also like play, play our tribal to Leslie Jones. That's Happy Together. It's yeah. also from Wong Kar Wai. And then I think Happy Together probably maybe uh, a lot of like film lovers they might already watch this film but do you have any like a, a few sentences to talk about happy together to recommend it because we are going to show that in may uh on may 13 is a saturday at 7 45 in san diego okay yes yes okay so uh, catherine's talking about our collaboration with the hong konger uh, community yes. center in yeah. um, san francisco and san diego so in san diego we will also be showing Happy Together, which is uh, the other film in our slate from Wong Kar Wai. And this mm -hmm. one stars Leslie and like uh, Tony Leong, who I think mm -hmm. most of you guys know now from having he's now joined Marvel, you know, in yeah. Shang-Chi. Um, and um, so this is, an, a, a, I think, a very seminal film for Wong Kar Wai, you know, mm -hmm. um, and it's it definitely shows Leslie in his kind of like uh, in, in his full flower, let's just say as an actor, as a performer. Um, and they, the two men play, you know, like doom lovers, like again, doom lovers <laughs> in, 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 uh, I guess, Argentina. And it's about their romance. Um, mm -hmm. And I feel like this film is very trailblazing in terms of its representation of LGBTQ couple like that in the Hong Kong diaspora context. Um, and I think it's been very much embraced by uh, international art house um, uh, fans um, for how it, it tells this unique story of like um, of Hong Kong identity, but also like projecting into like Hong Kong as this kind of diaspora in itself. Mm -hmm. And it's a given diaspora, given what, you know, it's the nature of its um, existence and mm -hmm. also uh, forecasting to its uh, uh, the China hangover, the, the, the handover in 97. So this mm -hmm. film very much, um, I think, uh, forecast that and through the story, this this story of this gay couple who are constantly negotiating uh, the status of their relationship um, abroad, 
yeah interesting enough yeah okay and then i just want to have one reminder that is the heroic trial actually is also going to show in uh, san diego um it will be show on may 13 saturday at 3 30. okay so let's move to our continue our day two screening in la okay right beside okay. the two the first two movie on uh, anita Mui and leslie jung we still have two more on saturday the one is the narrow role and then the next one is made in Hong Kong. So the narrow role actually just won uh award in the Hong Kong Film Award. I think is the best music. Um. So and then, but of course, okay. This uh this the narrow role actually got a lot of like the um. Uh, the film award, even though they didn't won, uh, the award, but it's still okay. They uh got a lot of like uh attention because even including the best actor and best actress. Right. Um. They even though they didn't want, but it still means something. It means they the acting are really good, and then also the directors, uh, also um got that uh, again. Okay, he didn't win, but still, uh, he's on the list. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So um. Yeah. So like, we we pivot then to, to like two like very you know like well we pivot to two different. Um, but equally exciting independent Hong Kong film, uh, the the Narrow Road, which uh, Catherine just mentioned, uh, it's a it's a re it's a it's a recent very recent film that we actually saw at the San Diego Asian Film Festival last yes, fall. Last year. Um, mm -hmm. They uh, had the I know you like you love it. it. <laughs> I yeah, I really liked it. it. Uh -huh. Yeah, I really did like it. I think it's very much um, a reflection of contemporary Hong Kong um, today. I mean, obviously, the story is set in the early days of the COVID pandemic, and it looks at you know essentially yeah young young folks who are like struggling um, and also but thrive struggling but also banding together to make it through uh, this very extremely uh, uh, trying time. Okay, so. Um, yeah, it's a very working class story, a slice of life drama that, you know, again, Hong Kong cinema has done uh, very well in the past. And unfortunately, I think in the West, we haven't we we haven't had access to these type of films. And, and we and, uh, and in terms of distribution channel, films like this have not been um, given the platform it, it needed to thrive. So this story, I, I found it very moving. It, it's a yeah, it's a it, it is about, you know. Uh, um, a cleaner who goes around um, like basically disinfecting spaces because of COVID. And it's about, you know, he's a young man who's an entrepreneur um, who's actually a very, very caring person. And he takes on a new uh, associate, a young single mother who has a young uh, a daughter. And, uh, and they kind of, in a way, over time form this, like, I guess, like um, chosen family uh, to use that term. Um, and it's about them surviving COVID and and basically what's going on in Hong Kong as an environment. That's a, as a, as a typical citizen. They're typical citizens trying to go through the everyday. Yes. And so this film, I think, uh, can be. It's very moving and very charming. Um, don't think about okay. It's set in COVID nineteen, therefore it's going to be depressing. Okay, but mm -hmm. it's actually very heartwarming and very family friendly. I encourage you to bring family to see this as well, but also friends. Uh, like yeah. like just it's a very um it, the age group of the characters. I would say millennials. You know, they're mm -hmm. they're young people, but not too young. You know, uh, <laughs> so it's very. I think um uh. uh it has a lot of uh, uh, interest, I think, across many audiences. So I highly encourage you to see The Narrow Road. It's very rare to be able to watch a film like this uh, because it's not an action film. It's not a horror film. Exactly. And then also not a big budget film. And then they no. actually don't really have a like, big star. Even though the star, um, yes. they have their own fame, right? But it's still kind of like more independent film. But they are not like those big commercial budget box office yes. film star. And then actually, I just checked, okay, um, this film got 10 nominations uh, for okay. this year's uh, film awards, even though they only won the only one, one, that is the best original film score. But I think still nomination is still a, a big thing, right? Uh, so 10 nominations, and then I mean, um, including best director, best actor, best actress, best film, best screenplay. So basically, all the big awards they all got nominated. So um, it, it 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 can already like like say okay the the quality of this film. How about the last one on day two that is made in Hong Kong? What do oh, you think wow. about this film? 
Well, okay. Well, Made in Hong Kong, I think, has because it has recently been restored uh, and it has been uh, 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 restored in a 4K uh, print. Um, it's gotten a lot of um, uh, theatrical distribution, more so than I think it has in years. It's, it was made in 97. I believe it came out in 97 um, on the year of the Hanover. Um, and it's a film by Fu Chan, who I think some of you also will know his name because he is a, another major director from the Hong Kong New Wave, very much working today. Um, it's a very, it's, it's, I feel like this film is like a blueprint for the film we just talked about, The, the Narrow Road. It's very much an indie on the fringe like work that was very low budget and very much not commercial in its orientation because of the, just the storyline and just the way it's shot in location. It has this like, uh, basically like I would say mixed, I think professional actors and non-professional who are part of the production. Um, and it very much like, I think uh, again, forecast kind of like <laughs> the concerns of like Hong Kong youth um, yeah. in that time period, I, I vented kind of like the frustration of, of youth, even in 97, this is yes. 25 plus years. Yes, exactly. Um, and I think, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it was, it was like, it was received very well when it came out um, because it very did well. that. Yeah. yeah. Because it's a small budget at that time, I think mm -hmm. it only cost 1 million Hong Kong dollar. And then I think the news, I still remember the news always mentioned, oh, this is such a big, a small budget, but they produce like 10 times of the, the budget. I mean, the box office, finally, the revenue, kind of like 10 times um, of the, the budget. So that's really a big thing. And also in 1997, you know, even though the Hong Kong film industry is already like going down for, but it's still, we still have a lot of big budget and then uh, high uh, profile them. but this one is kind of like really not um mainstream but got a lot of attention during those years and then so when it got a 4k restoration actually um they show in hong kong almost like all the screening is got full so mm -hmm. because a lot of people like went to theater to see those kind of like nostalgia to still remember thing like before 1997 the hong kong before 1997 and uh, try to compare, of course, okay, um, you, you cannot stop yourself to compare before and after 1997, right? But this film, because it's exactly released in 1997, kind of like in between that time. So um, a lot mm -hmm. of like memory and nostalgia feeling for the Hong Kong people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the, yeah, and mm -hmm. then the 4K restoration, I think the quality is very good. And then it's made by the uh, European company. I think they, they did a very good job because I watched it in Hong Kong like a few years ago already when they um, like first uh, like screened it in Hong Kong. Okay, how about let's move to day three, our last day of the program. And then again, we have like, we have three screenings, but actually we have four films. Um, in here, right? The first one is the sparing partner. And then the second is a combinable feature to be continued and the entrepreneur. And then the last one is, is our closing film is the sunny side of the street. So let's talk about the, the sparing partner first. Um, again, okay, just mentioned uh, related to the Hong Kong Film Award, this film, the sparing partner got like 16 nomination. Um, is the one of the like, biggest number in film history. And then also, I think among all the films this year, this film got the, the most uh, nomination. Okay. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, this is another example of uh, a film from, uh, you know, from the contemporary Hong Kong space that I think um, deserves our attention. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a first film, I believe. Uh, For the director, director. yes. Yeah. yeah, and it's actually just, based on a two. Oh, go ahead. He just huh. won the prize. He just won the award from the Hong Kong Film Award for the like the new director, ah, the best yeah. new director. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you for telling me. No, because uh, yeah, for those of you guys, as we're recording this podcast, um, that the Hong Kong Film Awards just happened, so yes. the, this very freshly new information that we're getting. But um, I'm happy to hear uh, mm -hmm. the director uh won the award for uh like new emerging director um. So this was based on a this film. It's a courtroom drama, essentially. I guess intense <laughs> um, <laughs> courtroom drama. Uh, I know that's a whole genre in itself, and and mm -hmm. in many film cinema and many uh, cinemas, uh, national cinemas. Um, so it, it it's based on events about uh, a man named Henry Chung, who who I guess had an accomplice 
um, when he decided to murder his family, his parents, mm -hmm. parents, and then not only murder yeah. his parents, but he also already murdered his parents. Yes, murder his parents, but and also dismembered their yep. corpses. It's very, it's it sounds really gruesome and dark, but it's about really the the film is about the the aftermath of that, the whole um court case against him, and like what um you know what's truth, what's false, and like um you know, determination of guilt and so forth. And, the, and just the drama, the, yeah, the drama uh, of that court case that kind of rocked uh, the Hong Kong court system. Can, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, because the film actually is not focused on the killing part, right? Just like you said, it's focused on the yeah. aftermath. And then especially yeah. on the, uh, like in the court, like the jury, how did they decide what's their exactly. judgment and how, but based on what, okay? Uh, did they, can they trust the witness and who, are they going to stand with, right? I think that's all actually very difficult to direct, right? Do you think that this yeah. film, because it's really kind of like dialogue-led movie, right? Very heavy based on dialogue because, and then so that you uh, also require the acting and actress, you really need to have a lot of acting. My problem is just, just from a facial expression because that it show that, what do you think? What are you thinking? And when you receive about, after receiving like this one sentence, what are you thinking? Actually, they really need to act uh, on that just one dialogue. So, uh, very dialogue led, and then also very like acting like um, like drama. So, yeah, char very much, very much like performance based, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, character driven piece. Um, and those of you guys who are like you know into true crime, I mean, yeah. this is as true crime as it can get, and and. I, I encourage people to come out to check to watch this film um, for this if you're looking for like an intense kind of like thrilling kind of drama that's kind of based around you know true crime people who are interested in that um, and yeah okay that's good <laughs> yeah okay how about the second like the double feature right to be continued and the entrepreneur and this two film about like an hour right about, about more than a little bit more than an hour. Yeah, so we are for for the second program on Sunday. We are actually we're showing uh these two films. They're kind of slightly over featurette length. Mm -hmm. They're like about um an hour and some more. Uh, like, well, yeah, they're kind of like under the the traditional ninety minute mark yeah. that we normally have for a a feature film. Um, we but they are longer than are a short, right? They are longer than our common knowledge about short. So yeah. <laughs> that's why we put them together. Yes, yeah. So to be continued, it's a it's a it's a documentary about the 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 state theater in North Point and the and the fight to preserve this historic iconic film. But it's also more about like the not just about that venue's history, but its history. Of the founder um, Harry O'Dell, who is not uh, uh, you know originally from Hong Kong, like he yeah. was, he was like Cairo born, uh, was a Russian Jewish man who became kind of like Hong Kong's first impresario, basically a person yeah. who who was like a cultural producer, yeah. and he he was behind this theater, and it's about tracing his legacy in the in the uh, city state and how he kind of like gave the start to a lot, a lot of these performers. And basically how he was very much in the center of like a lot of the cultural life of Hong Kong. Yes, in the um, 1930s, right? Kind of like the, the origins of all our entertainment history, uh, industry in Hong yeah. Kong. Yeah, one yes. of the leader and one of like the big name, one of the big guy. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, yeah, that's, that's really amazing, right? Because the whole documentary started from a venue, from that you just mentioned about that theater, because they want to preserve it. But because once when they trace back about the history of that venue, and then they found out this very, very important guy, a man, uh, who actually is kind of like the leader or kind of like the founder of the Hong Kong entertainment history, origin, I mean, in 1930s. So that is a really an amazing um, like discovery. How about mm -hmm. the second one, the entrepreneur? Well, the entrepreneur is kind of a, another very wonderful. It's like an anthology film by another a, a first time filmmaker um, who is a journalist. Uh, this is a, so it's comprised of three shorts that are kind of intertwined, interrelated. I, I would say, um, and another film like The Narrow Road that kind of it's a snapshot of contemporary Hong Kong and with a with a focus on young people again. Yes. Um, so I mean, I, I what to say there there are three different shorts that kind of like captures like 
different like moments of like Hong Kong reality for especially young people. Mm -hmm. uh, in one, you know, in one uh, chapter, we have a Hong Konger couple uh, trying, like, literally, um, I think going through some sort of, uh, 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 um, I guess, like soul searching, you will, about leaving Hong Kong to immigrate to the UK because mm -hmm. it's 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 not it's not it's a film that's not the entire film is not um uh overtly political but you know what they're talking about so the yes. filmmaker is showing this young people okay in this the couple contemplating moving moving to hong moving out of hong kong they are moving out of hong kong the reasons why and what they mm -hmm. will miss about hong kong so mm -hmm. the, this this particular short celebrates like kind of like it's kind of like an elegy i think i mentioned that somewhere mm -hmm. elegy mm -hmm. to hong kong as it is yeah. through the yeah. young people's eyes um a second installment in the in the in the film uh looks at a student and look mm -hmm. at kind of the anxiety of a student um young a young woman who is having literally having like nightmares about uh being a student in hong kong at this moment like constantly being um so there's kind of this dystopian storyline in in this chapter where she is forced to submit to government surveillance while mm -hmm. at at college okay mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. school and she's having kind of like this philosophical debate about it with her teacher and it's like do we know it's is this a dream is mm -hmm. it the nightmare she's living through or is it kind of like a, a reality that's to come mm -hmm. so that chapter talks about that and finally the, the third one um is literally about three d different young people who meet um, because they were part of the uh, student-led um, uh, uh, protest movement, the pro-democracy movement of the last few years, and talk and centers around one of them um, uh, about to be incarcerated for their participation. Mm -hmm. And this is about, you know, these three people who really, I think we're, it's alluded to that they, ha they really have nothing much in common other than the fact they care about what Hong Kong is to them. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and it's the night before. It's literally that's the title of that uh, chapter. Um, thinking about you know what what has uh, trespassed, what what has what, what they have done together, what are their aspirations for the future? Was it worth it? You know the price of freedom to to, mm -hmm. to what they have done. So mm -hmm. it's a very it's a meditative piece, um, very touching about mm -hmm. the sacrifice of youth for what they believe in. Yeah. So again, Entrepot as a whole, I feel like, you know, touches upon a lot of concerns of young people in Hong Kong. And I feel like it's a, it's a representative of a film that I, uh, of a film that we can give platform for. And I feel yeah. like, yeah. And then the director <laughs> and then all the actors and actress are very new. And then so yeah. um, I'm glad that we, we could finally like include this film uh, in our film festival. And then I really like to introduce all these new filmmakers to our audience and then to our like local community member and then to see mm -hmm. um the Hong Kong film we we not only we have Wong Kar Wai like Jackie Chan all this right already like kind of a celebrity but we still have a lot of like this new talent coming into the film industry and then they are continuing about this legend of Hong Kong film industry okay how about let's talk about the last film our closing film the sunny side of the street well okay well, the sunny side of the street. Um, what can I say? It's also like you. You need to kind of like um, uh, talk about how it how it did at the Hong Kong Film Award. I feel like it's one that has um, gotten. I don't know. It's gotten a bunch of accolades, but it's it's it basically is another contem very contemporary Hong Kong film in the in its story. Um, in the story that it looks at the refugee situation there, uh, through this kind of you know like um charming slice of life drama involving a taxi driver who's played by the by Hong Kong icon and like uh, Anthony Wong who can do no wrong um, in this yeah. role as a middle-aged taxi driver who kind of takes under his wing um, this young uh, I believe uh, Pakistani boy who, yeah. who is a who's an immigrant who's a child of immigrants refugees um, in Hong Kong mm -hmm. um, and they kind of form this kind of like um, like ad hoc father son I don't yeah. know relationship because his the, the young man the young boy's home life is very troubled because of his his uh citizenship status mm -hmm. and there's a tragedy that befalls his family and so yeah. he's kind of left um like um like i guess like on his own mm -hmm. and and then like um anthony wong's character uh becomes kind of like a surrogate father yeah. grandfather to him and it, yeah it's about that relationship the coming together of those communities 
Yeah, just a, a a new update from the Hong Kong Film Award. Actually,、uh-huh. the young actor in this movie also just won the new actor award. And then you know who present that award to him? That is Michelle Yong because Michelle Yong, uh, like was like last night the film awards the highlight、sure. because she actually went back to a be a presenter, and she told the audience she the first time she was in the film award was also nominated for the new actor. So that's why last night she performed. I mean, she presented this award to the the best new actor. So I kind of like uh like a celebration of her like the beginning, and then of course right now she already won the best Oscar, right? The the actress. So absolutely, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think so- it's it's very interesting to have this arrangement. Like ask her to present. Uh, that new because I expect right when we we receive the news that Michelle Yeoh is going to like uh uh in the Hong Kong Film Award we expect she might going to present a big award right like the the best director or even the best film, but、yeah. instead they arrange her to present the award to a new actor and then actually that is the、uh, the first award, uh presentation for the oh film, wonderful the, yeah for the on all the night yeah. So it's a a very interesting arrangement for that, but I think it is. I I'm glad that to see like、uh, Michelle Yeoh right with such an experienced actress, and then to present a award to a new and very very young. She he's still a kid, um, that actor and got that um reward. Uh, I mean that got that award. Yeah, okay. Things come full circle. Yeah, yeah.、Uh, and then um, the sunny side of the street also will be screened in Bay Area. Um. So, um. If for those audience, if you are living in Bay Area, you can also purchase ticket on Friday, and then in LA, we are going to screen it on Sunday at um、uh, Sunday night at seven. But in Bay Area, it will screen um on Friday at eight p.m. Okay. Okay. So it seems like we already cover all our future program. Like uh, Lindy, I think I know that we you are also kind of like pair uh with most of the screening with some of the short, right? And then some of the short that we um actually is a a a global calling, and we actually receive more than seven hundred of the short, and then finally we pick a few of the short to um to be pair. With our screen because of the time limit, um, I mean, uh, because of the theater, right? We only ran a, a certain time, so we cannot show all don't short. So we just selectively pick a few of them. So do you have a few words to talk about all don't short? Yes, I I do. Um, so we as as Catherine already mentioned that we don't have a a, a one dedicated programming slot for shorts.、Mm-hmm. We we are doing what is called pre pre feature shorts. So we selected uh ultimately from a combined a, a, a cross section of so curated and open call work. So we did an open call in December. Uh, we uh, for yeah global open call for films、uh, short films about the Hong Kong experience. So some of these films that got selected are part of that open call. Others we curated from films that we 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 vetted that we thought were, would be good for the program. So we came up we came up with this like I think about a slate of ten films.、Mm-hmm. So they're all very different,、um, and we we did our best to kind of、um, prepare them with、uh, respective feature films that would. Uh, that would uh, seem, you know, organically paired、um, in some way that would make sense.、Um, so we we have they they are representative of very different、uh, genres. So like we have more art house, we have experimental, we have more doc, we have documentary and horror and drama represented in these films, and they're mostly coming from、uh, emerging and even student filmmakers.、Um, yes. And Uh, I, so we appreciate the variety. It's a testament to the variety of、mm-hmm. of of、um, like filmmaking、um, going on in Hong Kong now that、yeah. you probably won't have a chance to see in in the commercial space so much. So,、um, so yeah, please, yeah, don't. I encourage you to come、uh, right at the start time of each program、exactly. because we will start with the with a short, a short film. film. Um and then we roll into the feature presentation. So we have you know a bunch of different films like Three Rivers for a Fish. We um we paired uh I believe with Rouge. Yes, um <laughs> it's a film interestingly made by uh two students who were, were from Chile who were、oh. doing a, a semester abroad in Hong Kong and uh they made this film uh, and it's <laughs> entirely set you know it's about a you know a Chinese woman um in Hong Kong um. You know, contemplating. I guess you can say having a, uh, contemplating the course of her life in a philosoph-、mm-hmm. philosophical way, but very much in um, 
in alignment with the style of Rouge, kind of a dreamlike yeah. uh, piece. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's it's I thought it was very uh, uniquely made and 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 uh, and very much in alignment with the with with the themes of Rouge. So that's why we we put that together. Mm -hmm. um, on the other hand, we have another short like uh, by three p.m., which is like mm -hmm. a more of a horror leaning short uh, uh looking at a young woman who decides to um in post 2019 hong kong and in mm -hmm. covid decides to like not to be a shut-in but like decides to quit her job and, and kind of work remotely she moves into this like um new apartment building that she uses as an office uh, and then you know then i think a haunting begins possibly in her in her floor where she keeps hearing this like mysterious piano music at certain times of the day mm -hmm. um and I mean, is it a ghost? Is it what is this? Um, so it's kind of a, another a film that worked really well with some of our uh, the themes in our mm -hmm. overall festival slate. Um, mm -hmm. So and and then the know, second day we also have a few short right to pair with the main feature screening. Yeah, we do. We do. Like for the second day, we have like for Made in Hong Kong we have uh, this wonderful diaspora film called The Outlanders from Hong Kong to Seattle. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's literally a, a short documentary about a, a young woman um, who decides to immigrate uh, to Seattle after the 2019 anti-extradition law amendment movement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's just about her, you know, her, not only her, her, her um, settling in the U S but also her, her, um, con her con contemplating, you know, um, her her um, you know, her decision to migrate, you know, to yeah. leave her homeland. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's it's it, it does capture kind of like very well the experience of I think a lot of young Hong Kongers who are mm -hmm. leaving Hong Kong right now, the last mm -hmm. few years, and that that only has expedited mm -hmm. with uh, the encroaching government, you know, Chinese government control in Beijing uh, from Beijing. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is a great piece, um, mm -hmm. from a diaspora filmmaker. Um, mm -hmm. Blue Hour is a film that also we put in again, another film that's set in like nighttime Hong Kong yeah. about working class folks. This is time a father who is a delivery driver for food, mm -hmm. food delivery driver. And uh, he takes along his young son on his deliveries. Mm -hmm. And it's just about them kind of their relationship, but also uh, through their relationship um, and their, um, I guess their encounter with other people in Hong Kong yeah. uh, shows this Hong Kong, a different side of Hong Kong, Hong Kong that's kind of in flux, um, also in transit because mm -hmm. they encounter folks who are also contemplating their status mm -hmm. yes. in the international city state. Should I stay? Should I go? And so mm -hmm. forth. Uh, contemplating life elsewhere. Mm -hmm. So two, this, these two films are paired with Made in Hong Kong, uh, yes. which I think is very well done in that sense where like a good pairing mm -hmm. um and we have two experiment we also have two experimental shorts um two essay films call um that are uh going to play with our double feature the entrepot and to be continue and these are two experimental films that were shot on location um in hong kong and like skews very much uh experimental um mm -hmm. and our house um and it's in very much in the genre what we we call um and those people who are in the audience who are film people like uh the essay film okay mm -hmm. so yeah. a lot of like um like uh, documentary imagery paired with narration and and social commentary but um like kind of like overall constructing an argument a very direct argument of, um that's very much in um in alignment with like uh uh, I guess a critique, you will mm -hmm. critique mm -hmm. on um, what's been going on in Hong Kong politically, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, in, in in particular to uh, censorship and the rule, the, the the violation of rule of law, the violence yeah. that was mm -hmm. experienced mm -hmm. by youth. Okay, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. these are yeah two experimental films that that really critique that. Mm -hmm. um, we have uh, finally we have two, a couple two a couple of films that are like um, I also thought were very good um that we're showing with uh the sunny side of the street uh white night and night is young these are the english yeah. titles there's so many nights 
There's yeah, too many so nights. Many nights. Yeah, like... so many nights. So when yeah. I got this list of short film, I thought they are all the same film. But finally, I found out no, they are all different. But there's so no. many same name night yeah. night. Yeah, don't don't let that don't let that uh, uh, deter you from watching these films because they're actually quite different. It's just mm-hmm. the English title is what it is. Okay, yeah. so like. These two films are also like very directly. They're narrative narrative shorts that directly address the political situation in Hong Kong in their various way. One, you know, Night is Young is about a taxi driver, somebody who obviously you know um, has that mobility to kind of like see um, and and it can be our our avatar. Let's just say to mm-hmm. see what is going on in Hong Kong, a cross section of the community in Hong Kong, and it's really about him in nineteen in two thousand nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's experiencing driving different yeah. clients around mm-hmm. different fairs around the this, all over the island, mm-hmm. and about his perspective and his mm-hmm. encounter with them, and through them reflected um, all the different political different perspectives of yes. people who are you know experiencing um, the political turmoil of the mm-hmm. time, literally mm-hmm. okay firsthand, uh, and he bears witness to mm-hmm. their kind of like um, their their kind of like drama. Mm-hmm. Um, White Knight is, you know, about a young woman who, like, you know, a Hong Konger who uh, migrates to Taiwan, mm-hmm. kind of uh, in 2020, and it's just really about her trying to, like, I, I guess, set up a new life in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. We don't really know what's going on with her. Um, it's very much um, alluded to, like, why she moved, you know, hey? Mm-hmm. So it's also kind of another... Uh, uh, um, uh, politically infused film that's not political you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it it shows her kind of like uh again dealing with this forced migration because Mm -hmm. of her political beliefs i I feel Mm -hmm. like that's alluded to in the Mm -hmm. film Mm -hmm. but it's 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 a film that it's really much about again a young person a young hong kongers engagement with their live reality in 2020 Mm -hmm. you know um in in during the the height of the student protest movement and Mm -hmm. um yeah, the pro democracy movement, and her and their role in it, like her as, as an example, as a as a as a um, uh, a, a representative yes. of a youth mm-hmm. involved in, in such political activity and the consequences of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, okay. yeah. So, have yeah, you already film. covered all the short? I think they're, so, they're right? Really, most of yeah. them. Yeah, I think I, yeah. I talked way too much already. But they're basically it's a re- it's a really 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 like the cross-section of these short films they they, they span the gam they, they span genres and and yeah. kind of film style some are more commercial some are more like like what we think of as indie indie drama some are very some are like a documentary like you yeah. would you know what a documentary and others are mm-hmm. es- like experimental essay films mm-hmm. so um that requires a different kind of like engagement yes. but there's something for everyone okay yeah. Yeah. and if you watch all these you'll get a good sense of like you know just the diversity of of like just Hong Kong cinema and like now Hong Kong cinema now people who are making film making works now yeah so (laughs) so even though those are like experimental film or like even just a student film but we we selected them because they actually show a good quality of filmmaking right um is we we are not all because they are Hong Kongers then we just pick them no actually they are really in a good quality and then has some meaning and then we all love it right because I think when we review the film it's not only you and me we still have a a few other reviewer and then I think we all yeah we have a committee and then we all actually like really have some kind of like same preference to a previous to a number of films so um so that is the result about our rating about about our voting result for yes. the short yeah okay Not so um for first for first festival <laughs> well, thank you lindy for joining me today and then to tell um to share with uh, all of us about the film festival and i really appreciate lindy your work and then also your contribution to our film festival uh without you i don't think we can have like we can have such a, a great light up and then also like the programming with all the pairs so Thank you, Lindy, for your work and then also oh. your contribution to the to to this organization. It's my pleasure. Well, you know, we we you know, I I keep telling people this is a collective. Okay, yeah, we collective. are we yeah, kind of, of course we, more yeah. or less we sort of have a flat yeah flat hierarchy. It's very much a collective, and so exactly. the everybody's voice counts, and yes. we work as a team. Yeah. So very much in alignment with the spirit of like. Um, decentralized decentralized leadership of a protest movement yeah, but you know yes. that we, we that many of our films are are kind of yeah. 
alluding to directly or like not directly indirectly in their stories yeah so i hope that um if right now you have listened to our program like this podcast and if you are in la around dong's time like i want that week right april 28th april 29th and april 20th uh, 30th please come to see our films and enjoy us and uh, we can have a conversation right in the theater right lindy Yeah, we will. We will have some guest speakers for the yeah. Leslie Anita section. I'm really grateful mm-hmm. to the folks who can come out to who can talk about those films. Um, and yeah, it's it's like your your opportunity to come uh, hang out with the Hong Kong community here, the Hong Kong yeah. diaspora. Whether you're a Hong Konger or like myself, a child of a Hong Konger yeah. uh, family, um, like you know, people who are interested in you know Asian cinema. Who are interested in who are cinephiles? We we yes. want you guys to come. Um, yeah. It's like we were showing some great films, uh, just throughout. You know, this yeah. program, even from the tribute section with uh, Anita and Leslie to mm-hmm. all these newer Hong Kong films that we're showing that uh, again, uh, span a, a a a spectrum of genres yeah. and oh. and tastes. So mm-hmm. and it's very hard to I think see it, yeah. see these films theatrically exactly. outside exactly. of. Like a community yeah. context like this, yes. like a platform like this. Okay, I think that's okay. all right, Indy. Okay, yes, so hope to it. see you all. Okay, I have to see you all. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, thank bye. you. Bye. Okay, bye.